Uh, yeah. No, but my my family's really anal about grammar, English and Filipino. Like I remember, I had this like, very like major, major, major like grammar mistake when I was I think ten years old, and my sister just never forgot. Never let it go. What was it? Well, I have to. You have to say it now. Ah, oh, dang it! <laughs> I don't. Know, I'll say it later. It's funnier. Say it. But <laughs> you have to say it later because I. I'll, yeah, I'll say it later. Okay. For sure. Let's yeah, um, let's give let's let's leave the audience wanting <laughs> wanting more. <laughs> Following the recommendations, which happens to be, or it happens to sound like the specs of a gaming laptop. So. Why wow. I grab one? That's yeah. for your for the new, the other degree that you're gonna do. Yeah, that's a completely new life. <laughs> you look excited. Yeah, actually, I genuinely am. Oh, it good. took me it took me so long to figure out like where I wanted to be, or at least what direction I'm supposed to. Be. So it's yeah. like a it's a I'd say like a ten year journey across three countries crazy but when I, when I think about it I sit down and think about it which I've done a lot just <laughs> past couple of months it's, it's just insane how just insane how much like has happened yeah uh, and, you know how it is yeah I yeah Uh, I should probably introduce you in the podcast now. Um, What's up, <laughs> so everybody? This is you, me. This is me bumbling my intro every time. So, hey guys, it's Bell. This is Go From Here. So, this pod is essentially my journey through my life and the amazing people that I've met so far. All gotten me through everything so far in my 30 years and i'm using this to high key thank them for sticking around but also humble break about how amazing the people i have in my life are and the person and guest i have right now is jack flamignano he is a uh, nickname chef in my life because he's all things food um he will roast me when I'm watching someone on YouTube that I won't name, <laughs> that he hates that I watch him on YouTube still. He's like, why even? Why? Why? He sucks. Um, he's also the person who introduced me to Archer, which I'm forever going to be thankful for because Archer is one of the best things in my life. Um, so we will be talking about food and his incredible accomplishments with food specifically in the filipino food movement um, some of them include being the secretary general of the philippine culinary heritage movement he has written articles for the filipino movement report um, he's also in the preserve filipino food campaign so i'm hoping that he will humble break a little bit about all these things. Um, but before we do that, I just wanted to ask you a question about your favorite food in some of, because he's been 
to almost every place in the world except for, as you will hear, Latin America. <laughs> um, so I wanted to know if you have, like, what are your favorite places to eat in some of the places that you're like, this is memorable. If I ever went back, I have to go there. I haven't been to Africa. I want to go to Africa. I think it's just such a colorful place. Such an interesting place, but I digress. Um, you mean like favorite food or like, because it's hard, man. It's Is a loaded it? question, yeah. <laughs> Such a loaded question. Oh, by the way, I'm Secretary General. It's just the title that we, that the movement's kind of, um, it's fluid. We don't really have like set roles except for the president. So Chef Jam, if you're listening, you're awesome. <laughs> Shut it's up. Like, he's like, he does everything for us. And then we're just like there like, in the background, like saying, hey, hi, <laughs> we're helping out. I'm, I'm part of this. I've been yeah, I'm part of this too. But <laughs> yeah. So anyway, food, favorite food. So you're asking like favorite food? Yeah. So like if you were to go back to Europe and then like you have to pick a few restaurants that you would go to before coming back to Winnipeg or Toronto when you and Chai mm. eventually move here? Where would you go? Well, okay. So there's this one. Let's start in Italy because I lived there and it's like it has a special place in my heart. Yeah. But yeah, so I lived, I lived in Milan. But there's this pizza place that just, I just remember it so much. And it's, it's, actually, like, it's actually pretty awesome. Like, I, I kept telling Chai about it. And when we first started dating. So I kept egging her about this like pizza place for five years. And then finally, we, we, the first leg of our honeymoon was in Milan. I told her, we're going to the pizza place, but it takes two hours, by, it takes an hour and a half by train to get there. And then we're going to walk like 20 minutes to wow. get there. And then that's the only thing we're going to do. So that's our entire afternoon. That's almost our entire day just to get that pizza. And she's like, okay, sign me up. And it's just like, I keep forgetting the name. I just remember where it is. It's in a suburb or small town in like outside Milan, Barese. Barese, it's, it's like you take a commuter train out there for like an hour and a half. And then I wish I knew the name of the place, but I just know where it is. It's like somewhere on, off the side of the city center. Oh, and it has like, it's like you get this pizza with like pesto. And then there's a there's burrata, in, oh. in like a kind of looks like a whiskey glass, a small whiskey glass. And then you you either like slice up the cheese, you like throw the cheese down on the pizza, and then you slice it, and then you eat it with like the pizza with their homemade pesto on top. And then it's just it's orgasmic. Oh, that sounds amazing! I'm salivating. It is. It's um it's the only thing that I do in that town. I have a friend who lives there, lives close. I, so I meet up with her and then we hang out. But I introduced her to Chai as well. And then we had a good time. But that pizza was it's always going to be on my brain. Wow. Yeah. That's I love one how of, you can't remember where it is or what it's called. Sorry. I can't remember what it's called. I know where it is. So if, if I go there again, I'd know where to go. <laughs> Thanks. I always forget the name. Oh, that's when you know it's good, though. It's You know it by heart. Like, you can go with your eyes closed, almost. I'll get run over if I, <laughs> I Cars there are crazy. I love, I love driving in Italy, though. It's just as crazy as driving in Asia. Really? <laughs> yeah. 
crazy small streets, fast cars. Everyone's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone drives stick, which I love. I miss <laughs> driving stick. What do you drive in Winnipeg? Uh, I drive a Golf here, but I drive an automatic. Oh, yeah. It's harder. I think I remember when I had a stick here. It was so hard to sell. No one really? wanted to buy it. Yeah. No one wanted to buy it. Hardly. Like, um, an international student from Texas, I think, bought it. Like an, an American guy. Wow. Bought it because it was the cheapest in the market. What was the, the stick that you had was the Audi, a Civic. Right? No, oh. a Civic. The black Civic. Shit. It, it was like, it was the most basic like college kid car. A stick Civic, um, crank windows, AC doesn't work half the time. <laughs> oh my god! I had like the the cassette thingies. There was a the auxiliary wow. cable for my iPod. It was like the most basic. It worked. Got me to school. Never broke down. So happy with it. I think I have a picture with you and Stephen and Long. We were driving by in that car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Crank windows. Yeah. yeah, that was the life. <laughs> oh, the poor kid life. So, moving on from Italy, is, is there anywhere else that you would recommend? Mm. So, when we were in Barcelona, there was this, this restaurant. Like, we were, Chai and I were super hungry. We were, like, walking around. But then, we saw this restaurant that was full of, like, guys in workwear. And we knew off the bat that was a good sign. Oh? Yeah, everyone was in workwear. And then everyone looked like either like they were construction or they were in plumbing or whatever. And then you just know it's a good sign because all the locals eat there. Oh. Yeah, because I mean, when you visit a city and then you don't know where to go, chances are you're probably going to fall into a tourist trap and you're just going to end up more pissed at the city because the food is shitty and it's so expensive. Oh, okay. Ooh, tip. So yeah, so that's why like we walk around. So when you see like a place with like people in workwear, it's probably a good sign. Oh no. So I had the best sandwich there. The the restaurant is Lauria Dos. In Barcelona? In Barcelona, yeah, you can Google it. But I can't tell you how to get there exactly, but if you Google it it's gonna show up. At least this one I remember the name of. <laughs> they have the this... sandwich. So the sandwich is like, like the, the, it's like yay long, it's like 10 inches long. And then it has, I don't know if it's jamon serrano or jamon iberico, but oh. it's like freaking good ham, freaking good jamon with like um, their own tomato spread with just olive oil and salt and then probably their local <laughs> tomatoes. And that's it. That's it? That's the sandwich, but it's so freaking good. You get... It's three ingredients, but it's three really good ingredients. Oh, okay. How can you go wrong? And then, no, the kicker is, like, you know liempo. So for the, the listeners who don't know what liempo is, it's basically pork belly with a skin on. Yes. So it's basically bacon with a, it's bacon with a skin on. So they, they cut it thin, and then they fry it. Oh, my God. And then they dry it, and then they fry it again, and then they give it to you as, as a side dish. So instead of, like, fries, it's, like, Yempo fries. It's like pork belly fries, bacon fries with the skin on. Oh so it's, kind of, it's like it's chicharron with a with the meat. Oh, I love that. Yeah, not the fat, like the Filipino style chicharron with the fat with the laman, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. I find that gross because it's just greasy and I like just the skin on, but this one had the meat on it. 
So it wasn't just, they weren't just biting into fat, it was skin and meat. That sounds so like... So it was a totally different experience than chicharron. Like Filipino-style chicharron. Wow. Now I'm hungry. Yeah. Hey, you're going to get hungrier. <laughs> I, have a, I have a crazy tolerance for watching and listening to, or listening to food podcasts or watching like food shows and not getting hungry. Really? Yeah. My I just God. I just don't. That's why I can like I can watch food shows the whole day and not eat. That's crazy. I have this I have this weird like I don't know if it's self control or I'm just numb. <laughs> well, you I think for a better perspective, I think that you use it more as inspiration than to watch yeah. it longer. <laughs> it's like. I don't know. Um, it's like when you cook, you cook the whole day, but yeah. then you're so tired after cooking, so that's why you're not hungry. That yeah. makes more sense. And like sitting on the couch and watching food, and then you're not hungry. That doesn't oh, make sense. That's fair. It doesn't make sense. Like my case doesn't make sense, but I am what I am. <laughs> oh, I love I love that you have uh, two favorites in Europe. But for those who are broke and not able to travel in the Corona. Are there any places in Canada that you would recommend? Well, you know what I was like thinking about all the time when I was away? The eight years that I was away? I, I kept thinking about it all the time. Stella's. You were gone for eight years? Oh my God, you were thinking about Stella's all this time? All the for time. All time? I've, I've, I swear, I just had lunch there. I just yeah, had lunch there so today. Good. And then I had Marianne there like, on Sunday. Really? Sunday, yeah. What did you have for, I don't want to ask, but what did you have? <laughs> I just, I had their buttermilk pancakes and the sausage today for like brunch, late breakfast, early lunch. It's not technically. Yeah, it's brunch. Yeah. And then I had a burger the other time. For dinner. Burger and hash browns. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, no, they're so good. For liner. For liner. So yeah. It was like, in, right smack in between lunch and there it was like four o'clock <laughs> it's the you had that in italy right you always had a siesta i well i have a siesta like regardless of where i live <laughs> i always try to sneak in a nap everywhere um stella's that's too bad because stella's i think is only in winnipeg is there any where you've been to yeah, places have you in been in canada bc and toronto yeah, Vancouver, Toronto, I've been Edmonton, Calgary a couple of times, Toronto. I wanna go to the I wanna go to like the east east coast though. Yeah. Like yeah. The Maritimes. Like I really wanna go. Yeah, like Halifax. They're new yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Is there any memorable ones in like in Toronto or BC? I'm asking because no one there's only Stella's in Winnipeg and you guys have Japanese cheesecake out there. You guys have Uncle Tetsu there. That's what you want to give Toronto. <laughs> hey, I love chain. Japanese cheesecake. I love Japanese cheesecake. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong though. Stella's is kind of a chain. It's everywhere. Oh, that's true. No, it's only in Winnipeg. No, yeah. It's like everywhere in Winnipeg. <laughs> so it's not really a chain. So you can, I swear to God, you can drive. 20 minutes in any direction and then you're going to find the stuff. You're going to stumble upon the stuff. It's the best. They're, they're, they're the best. I miss Stella so much. 
Um, Seriously, no, I love the Japan. I love Japanese cheesecake. Do you? I just, yeah, I just yeah, and I also like walking around Chinatown in Toronto, just like walking up to random places and having dim sum. It's true. Yeah, you were. Do you remember the one that you said when you and Shai came yeah, here yeah, yeah. last? What do you remember that one? I don't remember the name. Here go again. <laughs> Thanks. I don't remember where it is though. I mean, if I go back there, I can bring. You would know. I would know. I just like, yeah. I start walking, and I'm like, oh, I remember this place. You would have. You have to come visit then, so then you can tell me. So I remember. Yeah. Those are the things I actually missed. Like I missed. I missed Stella's. I actually, I really missed poutine. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, I love poutine. Wow. I miss poutine. I, I don't know where you can get cheese curds anywhere else in the world. Honestly, no one else makes cheese curds. No. Honestly, no one does. Yeah. It's just it makes a hell of a difference. You can put the best cheese in the world, but if it's not cheese curds, it's not gonna be the same. Yeah. No, I agree. Isn't it in in Montreal though? They use cheese like they shred their cheese. I, I don't know. I've, I have yet to go to Montreal. You haven't been to Montreal? I feel. No, I want to, though. I, I need to for the food, honestly. Yeah. yeah. They have good food. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's funny how, like, when I was traveling, whether it's in, like, Asia or, like, in Europe, every time I talk to someone who's Canadian, it's, they're always from Montreal. I don't know where the hell everyone else goes. Nowhere else. Oh, that's weird. It's like everyone, especially in Europe, like they're like, "Oh, you're Canadian." I'm like, "Yeah, where are you from? Winnipeg." And then they're like, "Oh, I'm from Montreal." And then at the next hostel or the next bar, I'd meet someone again who's Canadian, like a group of Canadians, and they're like, "Oh, we're from Montreal." What? And I'm like, "Where, where the hell do other people go?" <laughs> they're just bougie, or maybe because a lot of Europe is French. Not in the places I've been to. I mean, I frequent Spain and Italy, so I even like Amsterdam. I've met Canadians here from Montreal, but I've, I think I've only met someone from Toronto once, randomly wow. in like hostels or wherever. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's super weird. I wonder. I mean, I don't. Well, I do frequent. I go to the states a lot. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's so weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's easier to pop into Mexico, which I really want to. I really want to do soon. Mexico. Yeah, I want to head down to Mexico, like Mexico City, and just like eat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to bother with resorts. Where would you try stay in Mexico? I don't know. Airbnb, Airbnb it up or like yeah. a hostel or whatever. I don't want to stay in a resort and just and eat resort food. Yeah, resort food sucks. Yeah, I want to have like tacos off the street. Yes. Oh. I mean, tacos with lengua. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love lengua. I know. You're so good at cooking it. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you remember it. Yeah. Oh my God. I every will time I forget that. Every time I serve it, and then they're like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Ox tongue." And they're like, "Ox what tongue?" Like, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, 
。あ、どんどん変えたの？こしたどんどん変えたの？材のあるかけ。え、there was this Oh, God, I can't remember, but I saw in a game show. Like, one of the consequences was eating a tongue. It's, it's straight up like a tongue that they just boiled.、Ugh. I mean, of course, it's going to be gross. Come on, guys, you got to do it some justice. Yeah. If you actually know what you were doing, that would,、so、good. that would be so good if you actually knew what you were doing. Was the show Fear Factor? No, 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 no. Something newer. Like, oh. Recent. I just, I, I, I just I don't remember. I wish, wish I could remember. But yeah, it's just it's to illustrate that they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. It, it's not even weird because a lot of、um, Europeans use tongue regularly. Really? In their cuisine?、Mm, yeah. I mean, our, the language that I cook is basically is, it's linguist of other Spanish. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's so cool. I thought it was Filipino.、Yeah. No, it is. It is. A lot, of the, a lot of Filipino dishes are either like inspired by or at least are directly influenced by either like Spanish, Chinese, or like even Mexican. We have tamales in, back home. Do we actually? We our, yeah, we have our own version. At least like the, in the Pampanga region, which I know because that's my ethnic group.、Oh, that's we, a- have, we have tamal. But it's it, instead of、um, corn, we use, we use rice flour. Oh, what is it that changes the, the it's feeling? Just, it's, the just feeling. Little, it's just a little bit stickier because it's rice flour. It's a little bit more glutinous than corn. But it's the same. It's the same method. It's the same. Like you wrap it in, in banana leaves, yeast. It's the same exact. There's an egg. There's like. There's meat in it. Oh my God, that's not so good. Yeah. It's like we're actually one of the best things that I saw in, in、um, my travels in Spain was there's, there's this room. It's actually a room doesn't give it justice. It's like, it's like a closed off hall in the National Archive in Seville that's just about Filipino food. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. They have、That's、like、it. all these documents, all these like these videos, these like these like paintings and like old recipes about how we both influenced, influenced each other's cuisine. It's a、What? huge. I'll send you pictures. Like, pictures yeah. That I took, but it's insane. It's like an entire hall. It was a temporary exhibition. I was lucky I was there. That's so cool. And they had it. But it's funny because a lot of people forget that. We're actually non Spanish speaking Hispanics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, a lot of people forget that. Yeah. A lot of people even forget that we were an American colony. That's why we speak English. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. People.、Mm. People, just rem- people just think we just popped out of nowhere. We're like,、nope. we're Filipinos. <laughs> we're, we're, probably, we're probably the most diverse. One of. One of. Like the most diverse Asian cultures, I guess.、Mm-hmm. Like in、we、terms have, of. In terms of just like racial diversity and ethnic diversity. Because we have like people with like Spanish traditions that still sort of speak Spanish, eat Spanish food at home.、Mm-hmm. I have friends who are like that. And then we have like the vast majority, which is like the, the, 
quote unquote regular Filipinos. And then you have um, a huge chunk that's Islamic, which also influences our food as well. And then we obviously have um, ethnic, other like smaller ethnic groups. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. have like that mixed bag. And then we also have a huge like Filipino Chinese community too. That's true. Oh yeah, that's so yeah. weird. See, even I forgot that. Yeah, see, we have like all of that together and then it's a mixed bag. So that's why I, I'm kind of like iffy with like, on one hand, I'm happy that people are like going against, like, you know how they used to tell us that lighter skin is better for Filipinos. You have to like use papaya soap and things like that, yeah. like a smaller nose. Yep. So be, be proud of your dark skin. But I want to be like, but not every Filipino's dark skin. Yeah, no, not every Filipino is dark skin. We don't all look the same. We're, we all come from different ethnic groups. Why don't you just say, just be happy with what you're given? Don't try to change it. Don't try to whiten your skin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't try to whiten your skin. Yeah, that's not, that's not cool. It's not yeah. cool, man. It's not cool anymore. Yeah. Or, I mean, it was never cool, but it's less, even it's more less. so now. It's even more so now. Just, yeah. just be happy with who you are and your identity. Because yeah. If we become just like one homogenous, like quote unquote culture, and then it's gonna be so boring. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. we're so cool. We're such a cool Asian culture. Yeah. Of course, we say that because that's us. <laughs> <laughs> we're tooting our I mean, own I'm horns. not biased. Yeah, well, I am. <laughs> putting it out there. No, um, it's 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 great how it influences our food as well. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so different how, like, different families and different backgrounds celebrate Christmas in different ways. Like, my Christmas meals are different from, like, my neighbor's Christmas meals, and then their Christmas meals are different from, as opposed to, like, having turkey for Christmas, everyone else is the same. Yeah. 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 You go to every christmas family dinner and everyone's still eating turkey it sucks <laughs> i mean i like turkey though i actually i'm filipino but i secretly like white meat <laughs> my mom hates it though because i buy these like these um four kilo boxes of chicken breast oh my god from costco or like anywhere like co-op has them but you don't have co-op out there no yeah 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 it's like a western canada thing but i go there and buy like even Safeway has like four kilo boxes. Wow. And then they, they go on sale for like 26 bucks from time oh to time. <laughs> so I come home with that and then my mom's like, what are you going to do with it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make adobo with this. With the chicken breast? <laughs> <laughs> Don't crucify me. But yeah. ah, that's so gross. I make chicken breast adobo. <gasps> oh, by the way, the, before I forget, the sauce. Yeah. That I won't mention where it's from, but um, it smelled like adobo but it didn't it tasted nothing like it like chris likes it because he's white but (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you just buy the vinegar and the soy sauce yeah buy the i'm gonna advertise buy the datapoti soy sauce yeah (laughs) you can advertise that one (laughs) that's that's of our if y'all are listening to this you can sponsor me you can send me Jack Fleming, yeah, no, yeah, can, you, can send I'll, I'll send you his uh, email details. Soy sauce and, and vinegar. <laughs> Appreciate that. But yeah, 
I don't know if you guys have it out there, but like you can buy it here. You can buy a two pack here for thirty dollars, I think. What? Yeah, it's like like the two two bottles in a wow. in a plastic bag for like three bucks. That's I mean, so. I mean, they crazy. just like stuff it together, and they're like fiesta pack or whatever. But everyone knows it's an adobo pack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh, can you? They're like you have a super saver for... bundle or something. For really? What? Um, a recipe for. Oh my god, what is it? The spicy vinegar. Now that you you keep saying datu puti, so I'm like. What do you mean? Just like put like spicy cooking. vinegar instead like, of like, just put, just uh, just put pepper inside. Just put like hot chilies inside. Does it matter what chili? Um, the smaller ones are better. Like the closer to ceiling, the buyo is better. Ceiling. Oh, okay. I mean, you can buy that in Asian stores, like the the tiny like the little baby ones. Yeah, the yeah. baby ones. Just put it in the bottle and let it ferment. Should be spicy. If not. Break it apart and then pour chill, pour vinegar in it. Okay, I'll do that then. Cause I want, yeah. I miss that with like Filipino breakfast with tapa and stuff. Ooh, I just made tapa the other day. <sighs> I hate you so much. Tapa is really easy. Like making tapa from scratch is it's really easy. Is it? My, yeah, my my grandma used to ferment her tapa. Oh. My grandma would make tapa with salt and brown sugar and then she'd ferment it for two days so it's a little bit tangy oh yes yeah i know everyone says it but my grandma's the best everyone says it yeah my grandma's the best no my grandma's actually (laughs) yours is the best (laughs) yeah like legit the best that sounds so good no my my grandma's uh specialty was wonton soup because she was part chinese Ooh, yeah yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like every, my mom makes mad like Spanish-inspired dishes, although it's it's already been heavily Filipinized. Oh, yeah, but for Christmas we have a paella that's really close to a Valencian paella, and then that's why I know how to make lengua. And then we also have gallos, which is like basically the face. Like, oh. not kidding, like the face of an ox. Oh my god. Cheeks, beef beef cheeks. Oh, and okay. then like stomach innards. It's very popular in Madrid. That sounds so good. It's like what they drink with like liters of wine. Really? It's that and then like drinking. Because it's it's so rich. It's perfect with like getting hammered. <laughs> so imagine like you're boiling all of that for hours. So imagine how thick that soup is with all that. Well, gluten has been getting like a really bad rap, but imagine all that gluten in the soup. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. I don't care about the bad rap. I'll I'll drink it. Yeah. But I mean I feel bad for like like Chai has gluten intolerance. Oh no. so I, yeah, but I mean she married me so she doesn't have a choice. It's <laughs> Does I she do. still eat your stuff? Yeah, she still eats my stuff. She has intolerance to a lot of things actually. Oh, yeah, but she's like, mm, YOLO. <laughs> she's, she's like, a, I'll eat she's it. A, she's a fighter, that one. It's she's true. a warrior. <laughs> See, that's, that's the thing, though. Like, I can eat anything. I've taken, like, allergy tests and stuff, and I'm hardly allergic to anything, so I can eat anything. Ugh. She's the one that genuinely loves food. Like, she Aww. eats, sleeps, breathes food, but she can't eat a lot of things. 
yeah. I can live on chicken breast for months. <laughs> like boiled chicken breast for months. And she hates it. She hates the fact that I, I'll cook like one meal and I can eat it for an entire week. Oh my God. But I'm the one who can cook. Yeah, so that's I weird. Like, <laughs> our dynamic is so weird. She's like, if I can only eat like what you can eat. I feel like that's the makings of a true chef, though. So that you guys can cook, but you guys love the plainest things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. I used to like, I used to hide in the corner. Like when, when I have my lunch break, like in through like kitchen worker fashion, I'd have like dim sum and rice and then I'd sit down like on the side, on the corner, by like the dishwashing area. And I'm just like eating, I'm just eating dim sum and rice. Oh my God. With like soy sauce that I found in the kitchen, I'm just like just to eat it ten minutes and then start doing the dish, start washing the dishes and shit. Jesus Christ! Yeah, the plain is the plain. Yeah, I bet. And that was like that was my lunch for months. Have Every day, rice. yeah, same thing. That didn't bother me. I'd have like a different like cookie or whatever that that's like not good enough to sell basically for dessert oh you know some of those rejects those like weirdly shaped ones i'd grab those and i'd have them for dessert that was the only variety i had in the kitchen otherwise i'd eat dim sum and rice oh my god yeah for months that was my I... you'd die yes i would this is hard to believe you are my foodie guru after yet, hearing all of this and yeah i eat the same thing i just had Actually bought a box of Japanese curry um, over the weekend when I went to the grocery. I oh. made like chicken breast curry with like anything I can find. Actually, sweet potatoes. Found sweet potatoes in the fridge. I put like smokies inside, and I've been eating it for the last four days. It sounds it's, amazing the first time. It, it, yeah, it's Thursday now, so yeah, I've been eating it for four days. Oh and God. I and I still have enough to last me another like day and a half. I think. <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! What does Chai eat when you eat the same thing over and over again? She asked me to buy her Stella's today, <laughs> so that was a nice break. I had Stella's after Aww. working. Out. She asked me to bring her some pancakes from there. I love that. You're yeah. a good husband. No, I texted her. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have breakfast." She's like. Where I was like, probably still, she's like, bring me some pancakes. Oh. It wasn't because I wanted to do it out of the goodness of my heart. I was asked to do it. Wow. You could have just gone with it when I said nah. you were a good husband, you know? You could have been just like, yeah. yeah. Honesty, though. I'm okay. Honesty works. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I have to, now that you've completely ruined the notion that you are my foodie guru. I, you have to talk about all these like things you've done with the Filipino culinary movements. Like why, why, and what made you want to do all of it? Okay, let's start from the beginning. I think like when I moved to Winnipeg, there's always that. Okay, for the listeners, I'm a first-gen immigrant. I moved here when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I moved there in high school. Yep. So there's always that like part of me that just long for that connection and I think a lot of immigrants even second gen immigrants or even third gen immigrants look for that that like connection to their 
homeland, their motherland. Yep. And the way I've always connected was with was through food. I mean, I'm lucky that I, I got to move to a, a city where there's like so many Filipinos. Yeah. I guess every Filipino could say that because we're everywhere. <laughs> now. Yeah, but yeah, I was lucky enough to like move and my mom's an amazing cook. So like at least I, I get to have that connection every day. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where my fascination with food started. Is that it just conjures up so much like emotion Aww. every time I did. But like, I always thought I was good. Like, I still think I'm good. Like, in you the, are good. It's something that I never explored. It was always in the back of my mind that maybe I can, maybe I can make a living out of this. Mm-hmm. But then I always like did well in school as well. So I kind of like didn't want to rock the boat. I was like, hmm, I should be a, I should be a good Asian and go through with like the traditional path be like finish college have a nine to five make money that way yeah so like my fascination with food was always there like like hovering like behind me mm-hmm. so then i moved back after university for a bunch of different reasons mostly because i had a girlfriend there and I wanted to spend time with my dad and my family and friends. So I moved back, not knowing if I'm going to move back for real, but I ended up getting a really good job offer. I didn't want to turn down that. That vacation turned into like two years there. And then I just kept reconnecting with, with like my roots. I just kept eating Filipino food kept having good like having a good time with Filipino food in, in front of me, like across me when I'm talking to people. It just it just became such a huge part of me. That when I left again, because I got a scholarship to study in, in Milan, mm-hmm. when I left again, that was the first thing that I kept looking for. Filipino food. food. That was one of the first yeah, Filipino food. That was one of the first things that I cooked. I made sinigang. Like after a month after I moved, when I actually when I finally got a sem- uh, place that I could call home, I wasn't like bouncing around hostels anymore. Mm-hmm. I had like an actual kitchen and stuff. I made sinigang. My friends loved it. My flatmates loved it, but I made sinigang. Then yeah, I ended up meeting great people because when I was living in Milan, I somehow ended up being part of the slow food convention, which happens every two years in Turin. And I met all these great people. And the best, like, the person I met, I actually met the president of um, the Philippine Culinary Heritage Movement through the connections I made in that, in, in Turin, in that convention. So that's how I got involved with the food industry. Wow. Yeah, he sat down with me. He was like, Oh, I'm starting this this movement. It's a nonprofit. Um he was very clear about it. He was like, This I'm looking for people who are passionate who won't try to make a quick buck out of this because I genuinely care about this this cause. And then we found like minded individuals and then it just started from there. Started hosting events. Um we had food tastings. 
the biggest uh, the biggest battle that we were we were fighting was actually to have Filipino food recognized no I mean Filipino culinary arts to be recognized by the National Commission on Culture and Arts as an actual like art form so it's going to be like with painting and dancing and weaving and things like that mm-hmm. and because of that drive we oh, we're not published as because we can't be we're not a government organization but we kind of pushed the government to sign a law like preserving Filipino food so what that ended up being was every April of every year it's going to be Filipino food month now what exactly that entails we haven't really like figured out but at least we have that on paper it's an actual law every April is Filipino food month in the Philippines wow so that was like the biggest like achievement we've we made because mostly because our president's very like cool and he's he's good with he actually like has a clear direction for and uh, an idea of what he wants the movement to be that's so cool yeah so i got yeah i'm pretty happy with part of that i was part of that except we were we're kind of like the we we were in the shadows mostly, and I'm happy with like what we did. Oh, that was very yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. That was a crazy four years. I never imagined that I'd be part of something so so big. But it's huge. I also thought that I was gonna be actually because of my exposure to the culinary world. I actually thought. I wanted to do it for a living. I actually thought I wanted to cook for a living. Turns out I didn't. I went <laughs> no, I went to culinary school and then I realized it wasn't for me. I so still like, think it's for yeah, you. Yeah, it's like, that's my, maybe not now, but maybe sometime. I mean, yeah. I, I learned the skills. I jumped through the hoops and I mean, I know. At least I know what to expect. Because I, I just, I needed to take that gap year. Yeah. For me to understand what I want to do and where I want to be. Yeah. yeah. And now you know. And now I know. Yeah. Not in the kitchen, not anytime soon at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, or now that you know what you want to do because of your gap year and then after pursuing what you want to do, do you think that w- within that time frame you'll still be thinking about being in the kitchen all the time? Not anytime soon. No. No. Honestly, I'm I'm glad if like as far as I regrets are concerned, I'm happy that I got it out of the way. Just so yeah. I wouldn't regret it. Just so I wouldn't have that thought in my mind. Constantly like egging me to just quit and go to culinary school and give it a try. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy I did that, at least for peace of mind. And plus I'm it doesn't give me as much happiness, honestly, as like cooking for myself and cooking for friends doesn't yeah. it's it's different like cooking for like the public it's like a whole different ball game for me yeah like it stresses me out it gives me so much anxiety but when i cook for friends or family it's feels so like therapeutic and good and yeah. i thought i could bridge that gap i thought i could like kind of like bring that happiness into like the commercial side of it, it turns out it just it didn't 
you think in the future, if you were to pursue cooking or like a restaurant, do you think you'd be able to bridge that gap? Well, at least now I know. Probably not a restaurant. Okay. Because I, I'm also obsessed with coffee, so probably a cafe. And I'm an early riser, so I'd probably have like a cafe, a bakery, or whatever. I I I have no problems getting up at five a.m. four a.m. You start baking. <laughs> oh my god! I have no problems with that. I have problems with staying up at eleven though, till eleven and cooking or like cleaning the kitchen at ten eleven p.m. I have problems with that, not with waking up. That's okay. That's why you hire people to do that for you. Yeah, and I did that for a while. I used to I used to be the key holder for the cafe I used to work for. I'd open oh, really? everything at five. Yeah, I had the keys. Wow. And I'd open. I'd warm the. I'd bake everything in the morning, and then I'd warm the coffee machines. And then, if my manager sort of late, I don't blame her because she works the entire like shift basically. She yeah. works till closing, so I don't blame her if she's a little bit late. But I, so I usually just handle everything in the morning. Like if we have like customers in the morning, I bake, I cook, and then I like serve coffee as well. Wow! But again, it's in the morning, so I'm in a pretty good mood. It doesn't really bother me. Oh my god, you and Chris are morning people. It drives me and Chai crazy. <laughs> yeah, my wife hates it. <laughs> oh, that's so cool! Did when when you were working at a cafe, did you were you like this is what I want to do? Um. I kind of knew going in that it wasn't, because oh. back then I already decided that I'm gonna go to grad school. But yeah, I still wanted to do it. Wow! I didn't want to leave uh, any stones unturned. Do you I feel like wanted you, to do it? Because I I still genuinely love being in the kitchen. I still genuinely love making coffee. It's just it's not what I want to do every day. Yeah, for now. There's yeah, there's this side of me. There's this like, like NGO, public sector side of me that wants to work with people, wants to work with like making positive changes in society. I know it sounds like funny, whatever, but oh. there's that part of me that does that always wants to do it. Make it better. So, yeah, so I think I'd be restless until like I'm convinced that I've made a positive change and then I could slow down and like probably open a cafe. Not to say that that life's slow, that life's insane. Yeah, no, it's going to drive, it's, you know, it's like going baking, to be crazy. Baking life is insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. No, not at all. Why do you think, um, like, with what you decided to do, do you, do you love it more than... Like, I can't, I mean, I can't say that for certain because I haven't really done it. I mean, I'm entering school to do it, but I have a really good feeling more than like when I entered culinary school. Yeah. Because I was already on the fence, like walking into culinary school. Like I already had that big question mark above me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this one, I'm like, absolutely sure. And I took two years to think about it I mean wow if that's not enough time I don't know what is that's true two years is <laughs> so anyone who wants to 
to take on a gap year, just be fiscally, just be financially responsible. I was only able to do it because I saved enough money for it. I was confident that I'd be able to like survive one year and then COVID happened. The gap yeah. year turned into two years. <laughs> I was but lucky you still was, worked. Yeah, I still worked in between. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's not like work, work. It's enough to like keep my head afloat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Food on the table and things like that. So you would definitely oh, advise the gap year. If you're as lost as me, yeah. I've always been like lost. I've always been like a rudderless ship. Just been like floating around, just like. What do you What do you mean by lost? Like, I just I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I graduated from college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, after university, I sent my resume to like every industry that I could think of, and I ended up in finance, which is like almost a one eighty from what I studied. Yeah. Wow. But I loved it though. I, I really liked what I did. It was insane. I'd pull in like 120 hours a week sometimes. Wow. Yeah, that's EY life for you. That's crazy. I'd I'd have clothes in my car. I'd like my my car was a basically a closet. I'd shower in the office gym. Oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy. Insane. But I I I loved it. Yeah. I love my boss. I, I see my boss more as my sensei or mentor or whatever than like an actual boss i still talk to him from time to time it's cool wow yeah it was a it was a great welcome to the working life (laughs) it's definitely through awakening it was like just threw me into it (laughs) baptism by fire yeah yeah it's like i would i'd never forget that it pulled the 120 hour work week including sundays and saturdays Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, we were we were rushing. We had like we had a deadline. Crazy deadline. Wow. But you yeah. still sound super grateful for every experience you've ever had. I mean that I don't want to be bitter. Why would I be? Well some people There's, are. Yeah, no. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. See, this yeah. is why I have you on the podcast because positive thinking. That's good. Yeah. yeah. But that journey took eight years though. Like again, I, I think about whether I I would trade all of this, like living in three countries, moving around for like stability. Hmm. Like career stability. Just yeah. that straight shot to quote unquote success. Probably not. Wow. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, imagine I'm turning 31 in a month. Yeah. And I've just figured out what I wanted to do. Does that scare you? It, if I talk to my 21-year-old self, yeah, it's going to share the shit out of me. Yeah. But right now, I'm just, I'm just thankful I found what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I, yeah. That's so cool. Does it, if, if so, so I'm, 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 I, I turned 30 this year and then two weeks later, Corona happened. Yeah. So what would you, for someone who is, for our generation, who's everyone is turning 30, what would you advise them if they're in the boat of like, I still don't know what I'm doing? 
Because 30 is a big number. You should have started reading four months ago when everything started. <laughs> no, no um, just put yourself, like, well, you can't, like, put yourself out there, but just keep reading books. That's what I did. I found what I wanted to do in a book. Yeah, yes, you did in Madrid. Yeah. You don't have to be in Madrid. Just, you don't have to be anywhere special, like, or inspiring. Just, I just found that book. Yeah. I could have I found it in Indigo, in, like, down the street. Yep. But I found it in the library. It's just... I actually started reading it because I, I knew I wanted to move back to Canada. Yeah. And I was looking at programs. So it was one of the programs that I kind of like narrowed down to. I just wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to study. Oh, okay. And then I picked up that book and then I decided, yeah, I'm going to apply for this. What was that feeling like when you... When you felt that like nudge or the push, like a load off my chest, but it's still a struggle. Like I still get anxiety and like I don't know, just general uneasiness about it because I'm still not there yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I still have to wait for the days for my program to actually start. Yeah. So there are days when I just it just gets to you, and I guess that's how everyone else feels now. It's true. What gets you through it then? Working out. Honestly. <laughs> really? It's 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 basically my calendar. Like Monday I'm gonna do this and then Tuesday I'm gonna run. Wednesday it's a consistency. I'm, yeah, Wednesday I'm probably gonna go to the basketball court and shoot some hoops, even if I'm not good. I'm just gonna keep trying. <laughs> moving <laughs> you know? it's the movement. Yeah, just movement and following that calendar. <laughs> just keeps me sane, keeps me normal, gets me like it's been four months. Like, yeah. When you think about it, it's crazy. We've been uh, basically on, it's not lockdown, but it's kind of like lockdown for four months. Yeah. Like, our way of life's been changed for four months. It's been different for like four months. Yeah. I just, I can't wait to go to concerts or music fests again. I've been watching mm-hmm. concerts on YouTube. Yeah. It's the, just live, more the lives on Instagram. Yeah, it just makes you more depressed, man. I know. <laughs> Because I've missed so many. I've missed so many, like, music fests. So I was like, mm, they might have a tour next year. I'll just wait for next year. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, and then Corona happened. And I'm like, I'm not going to miss any anymore. No, I don't. Everyone's going to miss it. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. even happen. Oh. What, 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 do you have any advice for... Because you said that it would be helpful if you were fiscally planned. Like, everything was planned out fiscally. Mm, not planned. That's... I didn't actually like plan plan it, but I I just kept on saving. Like I kept on investing my money, and by investing I mean I'm putting it somewhere that I could cash out in case I needed to take a gap gap year. So I just put it in like easily redeemable stocks, or like I didn't buy a house, and like because I wasn't sure. Yeah. I put money down on a house. I bought a car that I could easily sell sake i need a car and then yeah just just save don't don't keep swiping your card yeah no don't need, yeah if you don't need it don't do it yeah yeah it's insane it's insane how it's insane how lucky i am that i have that mentality because i've always just like saved i didn't know what for i just i have this like 
crazy tendency to think that the worst is gonna happen, so I need to keep saving. Really? Yeah, I just I always like put money aside. Like always, like whenever I get my paycheck, I always like split it up, and I'm like, this is this is just how much I'm gonna spend, and then wow. everything else goes like savings or like wherever. Yeah. Like an investment or whatever. Is that from your parents? You think? No. No. no hell no. Probably wow. my probably my mom, but yeah, no. I just I've always had that. I've always had that mentality. Wow. I, I and I don't even go out on dates. We yeah, hardly because you cook. <laughs> no, but still, we hardly go out to eat. I mean, yeah, I cook. It's kind of like cheating, but. <laughs> kind of cheating but our dates are like we work out together or like we go to the park and we just like talk because we kind of don't want to spend money <laughs> that's it we grab a beer somewhere oh like, we don't really like go out on dates dates i think I what you do is cuter haven't really gone shopping in a long time man yeah no me neither i want to though i know like I swear to God, like fashion has moved. I need to yeah. get on. I need to get on board, man. Yeah, yeah. I need to change. <laughs> I know. Oh, me too. But it's just it's so hard. I'm just I'm lucky because all my classes are gonna be online, so they'll only see like like what you see right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the neck up. Yeah, the neck up. <laughs> well, when classes start, though, I kind of have to. That's so fun. When do your classes start? September. Oh, like officially? Yeah. Oh my God. Are you excited? Finally, Jesus. Finally Jesus Christ. Yeah, finally. Two wow. years. That was two years of my life. Like right there. That's insane. I can't believe I took like two years off. It's crazy. Yeah. It was like insane. Did it feel like two years? It felt longer, actually. Really? No, because I've always been the type to like, I have to do something. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't, true. I can't sit still. Like even in that gap year, I mean, I, I still did some. I went to culinary school, so that took like a huge chunk of it. It's like six months. And then wow. I got married. So like that took a chunk of it as well. I traveled, that took a chunk. So I was basically idle for just for coronavirus, just for this like corona period. Yeah. So basically, like, if you really think about it, my gap year is only like a gap five, six months. <laughs> that wasn't by choice. Yeah, it's just, I'm like the Asian in me saying, you're not officially employed, so you're <sighs> taking a gap year. Or like, you are working, but you're just working random hours, so you're not employed. So yeah. that counts as a gap year. That's like the inner, are you doctor yet? Voice. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> Yeah, the Asian voice is strong. Yeah, like, you doctor yet? Nope. Why are you taking two years? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. Because I don't know what the hell I want to do. <laughs> what would you tell your future kids if they were in the same boat as you? Take a gap year, but I'm paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> Go work. Take a year off, but I'm not paying for it. Would you actually advise them to take that year? Yeah. I don't think I'd be like a typical immigrant parent. No, I don't think so either. No, my parents aren't, so. Yeah, your parents are yeah. very... Um... They're very chill. Yes, yes. My dad's, my dad's just like, 
every time I tell him, I don't know what to do. He's like, it's going to come. Just do whatever you think. What do you want to do? Keep reading. That's where I get that from. It's like, just keep reading. You're going to find it. Oh. Yeah, so I just kept reading, man. And plus, I don't want to... If you don't use it, you you lose it, right? Yep. No, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I don't know. After this, I want to go home, though. I want to see my grandparents. By home, not Winnipeg. I want to fly back, see my grandparents and stuff. But I don't know. No, after Corona. But I don't know when that's going to (laughs) be. Like two years from now. Yeah, and I want to go to Bangkok, too. I love that city. Aww. It's my favorite, like, Southeast Asian city. Bangkok, yeah. Wow. so cool. It's genuinely cool. You just, just don't go on, like, elephant tours and shit. One, it's cruel. The other, and just explore the city. Just get lost in the city. Yeah. They have some of the best street food there. Ooh. Yeah. That's so cool. Shopping there is, is great, too. But the thing is, though, they never have my size. I'm not even big. I'm 5'10", I weigh, what, 160, 170? I'm not even big. And they're like, every time I go to their market, they're like, you know size. I'm like, what do you have? What do you have? Clothes for children? Yeah. (laughs) I'm not even tall. I'm 5'9", 5'10". No, 5'9". 5'10", with, like, high shoes on. (laughs) With, like, the right pair of shoes on. 5'10". They're like, you know size. Jeez, oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> but their clothes there are nice and cheap. What did they, so, what's their currency there? Bot. Oh. So is that, cheap. that's it's, really cheap, right? Mm, well, they're a relatively like higher income, like high middle income country. Oh. But their cost of living is low. Oh. Yeah. Which is kind of similar to, to Europe. Like, they're a high-income region, but there are some places that are just cheaper, like, especially with, like, street food and, like, the touristy areas are obviously going to be more expensive, but if you go to where locals eat, it's yeah. a lot cheaper than it is here. Oh, shit. Or in the States, yeah. A lot of people get intimidated by saying, like, oh, I'm traveling to Europe. Because you can be super expensive like it can be that trip can be super expensive but if you know what you're doing it's cheap yeah it's not bad relatively cheap i mean you're in another country what do you expect you're traveling what do you expect of course you're gonna shell out but it's not as bad as a lot of people put it out to be i mean if you and chai could do it with 20 but you said 2500 right no no i said like like 1200 each the less yeah yeah yeah, 2,500. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> my math failed me and it shouldn't have. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm still I, right. I, I studied economics. I should be better than I know. this. You were in political economics, weren't you? Uh, yeah, but yeah. I, I worked in finance, so I should be better than this. <laughs> Oops. No. That's why we have Excel and calculators. It's true. Formulas in Excel saved my life. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's how I roll. That's how I travel. Just eating local food i don't like resort food i don't like resorts honestly no yeah i'm I'm gonna stay in a i'm gonna stay in a hotel though but it's gonna be inside the city yeah me too yeah and then go out to the beach if i want to go to the beach yeah yeah Yeah. i'm not a very beachy person honestly 
Yeah. <laughs> no. I like, I like the city. Yeah, the, the buildings and the food and the people. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I actually genuinely like architecture. I'm into architecture. I always have. Yeah. So it's like, it's very fascinating for me. Is there a city or place you wouldn't go to because it's super touristy? Mm, honestly, I don't know. I'd, I'd never say no to, to a place that I haven't been to. Oh, okay. It's always just, I'd always give it a chance, no matter where it is. Is there a place you wouldn't go back to? Um... It's hard to say. Again, like, why would I say no to a place? Everywhere I, I've been to has, like, memories attached to it. But I really loved Istanbul. Plus, I had a good wow. friend who lived there. I really oh. loved Istanbul. But I don't think I'd go back because my friend doesn't live there anymore. Because oh, okay. part of the whole experience was, like, hanging out with a really old friend whom I haven't seen in, like, eight years before like going there wow or like seven six seven years before going there so was, and we basically saw like all the touristy things there is to see ate the food that we had to eat and maybe just because of that i wouldn't go back but with the right people i would because yeah. it's such a beautiful city so cool yeah it's such a beautiful city for that reason like again it's not an absolute like straight up no yeah yeah there's a reason behind your no yeah you're so worldly um yeah but again it's a trade-off you know like i'm just finding out what i want to do yeah 31 almost 31 that's the big trade-off that i think is a fair trade-off i guess it's worth it, do you think? Yeah, definitely, for sure. I wish I'd realized it earlier. Even a year earlier would have made so much difference. But again, you deal with the hand that you get. Yeah, you wouldn't change it. Yeah, I wouldn't change it. Oh. I wouldn't. I mean, it, it influenced and it will continue to influence everything that I do in my work. Especially, I want to be a planner. So, like yeah. every city that I go to, every city that I've seen, every like, metro i've taken every every like building i've seen every like street i've walked is gonna affect the way i look at cities and potentially design cities in the future or like yeah. even in the neighborhoods not even cities just like neighborhoods or like sidewalks or like even like crosswalks or like bike lanes even like things as small as that i think every experience i had is gonna affect that yeah and i'm hoping it's for the for the better it will be yeah so again like i wouldn't be where i'm at without all of that yeah and i think my work is going to be better because of all of that not in spite of yeah oh it's just i wish i was a little bit earlier to the party is that a regret no really wish well it's just I don't know. As far as like regrets are concerned, I just wish 
I kind of discovered, like, tapped into my creative side earlier. Because yeah. I've always just been so focused with school. Like, just school, school, school. I never, like, I dabble in photography and things like that from time to time, but never really, like, take a dive deep into, like, my creative side, which has always been there because, like, I grew up playing Legos and things like that. So I've always been, like, fascinated with... I tried pottery when I was a kid and I genuinely liked it. It wasn't good, but I genuinely liked it. I had that, like, desire to express my creativity in one form or another. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... I wish I discovered it earlier. Yeah. Then, I don't know. Oh. Hindsight. Yeah, always. Hindsight. It's 2020. Yeah. <laughs> just do I ever wonder... Do I ever wonder if, like, I could change something? If I could, I probably wouldn't. I don't even want to think about it. If you thought about it too much, do you think you could pick something? I'd probably change moving back here earlier. Oh, really? Yeah, I felt like I wasted, I wasted, like, a good chunk of time just, like, being on the fence about moving back here. I should have just jumped in and like, I'm moving back to Winnipeg and studying. Yeah. Because I missed the window, the application window by like a month. So I had to apply for this year. I could have started like last year. I could have, but I missed it. I decided, I I sat on it for too long. Yeah. Like I was already, yeah, because I was in Madrid in March. No, May. Applications close in March. I think so. I missed it by like a month and a half, two months. Oh, okay. I had to wait like an entire year. Wow. Yeah. That's okay. That's not, yeah. That's no not regrets. Yeah. Yeah, not a regret. It sounds like you have to have a lot of patience though when you're finding yourself. Eight years plus. If, if you're a, if you're a type A personality like me, then yeah, you need a lot of patience. Because <laughs> I get so anxious when i don't do anything yeah when you don't know what you're doing yeah 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 i get so anxious i just it's hard just getting by just that's why like if you look at my resume it's like all over the place yeah yeah i i actually like straight up just want to put their gap year employer gap year (laughs) and just like start talking about it if they interview me yeah I start working again. I feel like that would be. <laughs> there was a there's a TV show called Silicon Valley, and I remember yeah. they were interviewing a guy, and they asked him. There's like two years in between the last two places that he worked at. And they're like, "Oh, what happened in the two years?" And I can't remember what he said, but he said along the lines of like, oh, "It was like my whatever year." Yeah. So I don't know if that's a good thing, but then I can't really <laughs> lie about it because that's what yeah. led me to decide. And yeah. moving into like the industry that I want to get into, and my like two years influenced like how I see cities and how I appreciate architecture and things like that. Yeah, they completely yeah. changed my design perspective. True. Why so would I, would you just not bring it up during interviews instead of like do you I have to know. put it in your resume? I don't know. I kind of have to graduate first before <laughs> I deal with that problem. It's true. Uh, you'll get there. You know. Two years, so it's another like uh, 
two years. Yeah, it's like your gap year, but in school. It's like my gap. It's like my gap two years. Yeah. <laughs> Except I'm actually doing something now. Oh, you sound so Asian when you say it like that. <laughs> because I am. It's like every Filipino parent's just like you're actually doing something with their life now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I want my kids like in the future to grow up with with um, grandparents. It's harder for like because my almost my entire family's a world away. Yeah. So like whatever I can get, I'll get. Like whatever family I can get, I'll get. Oh. Yeah. Especially for like when I have kids. If I have kids. You will when have, I have kids. kids. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's nice though. It sounds like it. Yeah. It's just funny how I'm such like an immigrant. But well I am an immigrant. I'm oh, a yes. first gen immigrant, yeah I am. I I still consider myself a fob. Do you actually? Yeah, they're all glory, but I'm proud of it. I wear it like a badge. I'm like, yeah, I moved here. It's true. It's the big deal. It's yeah. true. It's true. Am I different? I'm classier than you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But not really joking. Not really joking. No. <laughs> I think someone should just like some like an immigrant should just run for office, like MP or whatever, and just have like immigrant and proud as their slogan. Yeah, that'd be so cool. That would be so cool, like immigrant. Like that would be so cool if someone does that. Just straight up just runs for like an MPC. Yeah. No, that'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's 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 good that you can actually. You can be a dual citizen and run here. Because you can. Yeah, you can. There's actually articles about it and they're proud of it. They're like, oh, yeah, we have, like, this number of MPs that hold, like, multiple nationalities. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow. In most other places, you can't. Like, really? Yeah, states, you can't. Phil's, oh. you can't. Yeah. Australia, you can't. can't be a dual citizen and sit on, sit, have a seat in the parliament. What? Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, you really think about it, it makes sense, but. They kind of like they yeah, respect dual it, citizens though? that way because I am one, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's helpful though having two passports. Oh, I can imagine there are like some places that, like, when I went to Vietnam, they charge Europeans, Americans, and Canadians, and like a bunch of other like nationalities a hundred bucks to enter. Like, you need to either wow. file for a visa before leaving, or like it's a hundred buck visa upon entry. I saw that in the airport. I was like, woof, switching my passport. <laughs> Damn. I'm Filipino now. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. It's easy to get in and out of the country too, so that's good. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fun. It feels like, it, for like a split second there, you feel like you're a, you're James Bond or whoever. And you're just switching through passports. <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah. You're like a spy. Yeah, but you're not technically lying. You're not pretending because it's the same names, the same information on both passports. It's just, you're both. It's two different passports, yeah. Yeah. You're not trying to deceive anyone. It's just, you're both. <laughs> you just don't want to pay 100 bucks. <laughs> that's true. Ah, uh, that's still cool, though. Yeah, it's a legal loophole. Yeah. I, yeah. And plus, if you're a dual citizen Filipino and you enter, 
and you have a Filipino passport, you have to show it at the border. Oh, no way. Yeah, you have to show both at the border and they stamp both. Oh, shit. I guess to prove. No, because um, no, there's a penalty for like if you're a foreign national and you go to the Philippines and you exceed 90 days. Right. No, I've heard that. Yeah, but if you're a dual citizen, you, you can stay indefinitely. And I stayed for five years. Wow, it's true. Yeah, so Shit. I didn't get penalized for anything. But wow, yeah, you I have to show both. That. Yeah. If you're planning to stay more than 90 days. Yeah. But I mean, if you're not, why, why bother? Yeah, in most cases, it's never really. In most cases, yeah, you don't. But it's just a habit that I have. I just show both. I mean, you have both, so why not? No, why not? It's heavier to have two. I carry on two, but... Yeah. yeah, but it makes you feel important to have two. Yeah. <laughs> it was just there was a time when I only had one. I only had my Canadian passport because my, my Philippine passport expired. And it's it's kind of difficult. Not difficult. It's very challenging to renew your Filipino passport because the website sucks. <laughs> of course. It was, yeah. yeah, it's like, imagine like 100 million people and there's like, Oh, uh. a bunch of a bunch of passport offices open so anyway so i was in spain and then i had i was flying back i was flying back to the fields but there's a rule that you can't fly into the philippines if you're a foreign national and you don't have an exit ticket i obviously didn't have an exit ticket because i was my leg home right that was my it's my way home they didn't want to they didn't want to allow me even through security not even like board the plane they didn't even want to let me through like the check-in gate no way yeah because they were like you're you're a foreign national i was like but i'm a dual citizen blah 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 blah, blah. and then i showed them like a i was i had a photocopy of my dual citizenship certificate in my oh. passport <laughs> and they look it's like it's like the worst like photocopying job ever it's like super blurry super oh folded God. up i've had it for years in my passport like passport case it's been there so imagine like all those years has been folded up and it's so blurry and they just like dead ass like looked at it and they were like this is probably <laughs> fake oh my god and yeah but kept, it's real i kept begging them i was like you have to let me in i'm i'm a dual citizen like i don't need to abide by those rules because i'm treated as a local if i go there but then they didn't want to. And then luckily their supervisor came and then started asking what the situation was. And then she's like, okay, we're going to look into it. And then they saw that if you're, uh, there's this weird like rule in their airline that says they can let you in if you're a returning Filipino or if you're a Filipino abroad, but you were born in the Philippines. Oh, okay. Which is weird because you can file for dual citizenship if, in the Philippines if you're a Filipino born abroad or if you're a Filipino abroad. So maybe that's what they're, they were going for. So anyway, I can board because my passport says I was born in the Philippines. So they were like, there's this like really weird rule. They could let me in. I was like, I really need, I, I really need a new passport. I really need to get one. Damn. Do you have it now? You have it now. Yeah, I have it now. Oh, good. Yeah, I got the booking. I got the <laughs> online reservation and everything. Oh, my God. 
this is a more difficult to get one. Oh, I can't imagine. It's it's bad enough in Canada. I can't imagine what it is in the oh, Philippines. It's easier. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, dude. It takes forever. Like what's forever for you? Like a few months. What? Oh, well, yeah, I renewed mine at the embassy. It took like a few days. What? Yeah, I was I renewed mine in the fields. I mailed oh. it to the I mailed it to the embassy. Wow. And then yeah, it took them a week. Wow. To, to mail it back to me. They only do that in Canada if someone died. That's express for death. <laughs> Someone needs to die. <laughs> My God. I mean, I guess it's easier to renew your passport when you're abroad. Like, I renewed my Filipino passport here a few years ago. It was so easy. Really? Yeah. Like, they, you can, I was in Toronto that day. I was just in Toronto, so I was like, I'm going to renew it because I'm already here. So I went to the Consulate General in Toronto. And then I brought a picture with me and stuff. And then they renewed it. And then they mailed it back to me here in Winnipeg. Wow. Easy like that. Yeah. But then if you go to the fields and do it there, I guess because they don't really do as much in the embassies. Kind of oh. like like the Canadian embassy in the Philippines. Yeah. They don't really have as much passport renewal requests. It's true. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Next time I should probably renew it and just, like, <laughs> just expedite it that way. Drive down to Mexico and then renew it there. <laughs> oh my god, anywhere else that I can expedite it that no one in my family has to die so I can get it faster. <laughs> Christ. Oh my god. Okay, so last I've taken up so much of your time. We've been talking for two hours. Oh damn. I know. No this is what happens when I haven't seen you since last time you visited. Which is it was last like, year. No, was it? Oh, yeah. We had, yeah, yeah, last year. Yeah. Yeah, we hung out last year. We had a few beers. and Yeah. yeah. Met Chai for the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what are you, what advice are you going to give our, our young audience? I'm assuming that our audience is going to be pretty young. Um, <laughs> For just like summarize everything that you would tell your kids for what you did and then how you got here. Uh, oof. Oof, okay. Well, just keep trying new things. Yeah. It's, it's, well, at least for me, it was a. Uh, it was a blessing and a curse because I'm into like so many different things and so many things that are you wouldn't even think that I'd be into. But those things led up to what I wanted to do. Yeah. It took a while. Like I took a long way around, but at least I'm confident that I know that I found I'm confident that I found what I want to do. Yeah. That's this is it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I owe you one. I owe you something. Remember when I said my sister never lived? Yes. What is the grammar yeah. thing? See, I, I used to like you know how Filipinos say like e e 
yeah, yeah, yeah I, I instead of like e, like yeah. I used to have that habit of just like elongating my my vowels. Of course, you did. Yeah, I still do. It still comes out, but instead of shame, I'm just it's how I talk. Yeah, embrace it. You're Filipino. Uh, <laughs> my family's not gonna let that go though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's what your sister decides yeah. to tease you about all the time. No, because they're really good. Like, writing is such an important skill in my family. At least my dad's side. That it's oh, like, okay. Like, you have to be good. Your command of both, like, English and Filipino has to be exceptional. Wow. Then they don't even say it. You just feel it. Because everyone, oh, just just, like, everyone else just writes so well. It's just... You're pressured. You're like, oh, damn. Yeah. I got to shape up. Yeah. That's cool, though, because then at least you have that, like, standard. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I want to teach my kids Filipino, because I'm not ashamed. No. Because you, you can be good at both. Like, you should be, you can be really good at both. You can have, like, excellent command of Filipino and English that are completely different languages, like, worlds apart. Yeah, Absolutely. I can't even imagine how to teach Filipino, honestly. It's just something okay. you pick up. It's just, it's just something that you pick up. Honestly. I think so. You have to, they, they have to listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh yeah, by the way, for like our listeners who keep, like I keep saying Filipino and Tagalog interchangeably. They're sort of interchangeable, but they're not. If you really want to go technical about it. Thank you for clarifying. Please explain. Oh, damn. No, <laughs> Tagalog is... They're both languages, but Filipino is like the legally mandated like, language. And Tagalog is more the language of a region. So Tagalog is like the, the Tagalog people. is the language of the Tagalog people, which happened to evolve into our national language. So, like, Filipino is probably, like, 90... I'm throwing a number here. Don't quote me on this. It's, like, probably 90% Tagalog. It's heavily influenced and based on Tagalog. But it's... If you're going to be, like, technical about it, it's not Tagalog. Yeah, but they're super interchangeable. Tagalog and Filipino. It's just... If you talk to, like, a real Tagalog person, it's slightly different, but you can understand. Yeah. Totally, like, get it. Yeah. Like, my... Chai is, um, her dad's side is from, like, the Tagalog region, from, from, the, from like, the southern part of Luzon. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so they're, they're Tagalog. We have, yeah, there are some words that are just, like, distinctly Tagalog. But the entire, like, language, the way they talk is identical to Filipino. Just, yeah, there's some words that they use that are different. But that's why I pulled like ninety percent out of thin air. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Well, salamat. Yeah. <laughs> don't quote me on that though. I don't know where I got ninety percent from. So all our listeners be like, "That's wrong." That's wrong. Yeah. I hate on you for even mad comments. Where they like, fight me. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. Oh. Don't DM us. We don't care. Oh yeah. I'm trying <laughs> here, man. <laughs> Oh, like, this is yeah. nice. I can go on about like languages and stuff like Filipino, Tagalog. I just kind of wish I took it seriously in school growing up. 
I don't think anyone ever does. I don't think anyone ever does though. If it's your native tongue and then they're trying to teach it to you, you're just like I already know it. But I want to take it seriously. It's true. It's true. I just wish I did because it's such a, it's such an interesting language. Language. Yeah, you can complete a sentence with one sound, like baba baba. Yeah. Yeah. Just ba. Said yeah. different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah, it's true. That's true. I was like, I understood that in some ways. Yeah, baba baba, right? And yeah. the weirdest thing is, we say the same words differently, but we don't have accents in our letters. So how do you teach that? Like baba as in chin and baba as in go down. Yeah. Spelled the same way, but accents would help definitely. Yeah. But we don't. We just we're just like if you don't know it. Well, you, man. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, it really is a it's a vocal language. You it learn is. it. Vocally. You learn it by listening. Like it's it's so hard to teach. Yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think we did. We had like phonetic letters back in the day when when the Spaniards ran the show. But then it wasn't it wasn't um, translatable to like if you anglicize language because English doesn't have those accent letters so when the Americans took over I think they changed our alphabet to, to be more um, anglicized friendlier to English words oh shit I guess that makes sense because then what yeah. how else would you translate it right if yeah but then we still have Enya so that's a vestige of like the Spanish alphabet because you can't really take it out because it's in names Oh, yeah. what? Yeah, we have an enye. Like everyone, we have we actually have two letters that are just uniquely Filipino. Enye is like Spanish and in Latin American languages because they obviously span they obviously speak Spanish. But we have ng. Ang. Yeah, nang. Like Ang. yeah, like ng. It's a letter. It's an actual letter. So yeah. it's like the 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 l m n n y n g o b. That's our alphabet. That's we have cool. two more letters in the English alphabet. English alphabet. That's so cool. Which I know because I obviously grew up there, but he didn't. You wouldn't. No, I yeah. didn't. Or I don't. Well, I did because my parents, well, but... But now you know. Yeah. <laughs> NG is an actual letter. That's so cool. Yeah. I def- I'll bring you back on. We can talk. There's so much more that I can, like, just get you to talk about. Yeah, I feel like I would make a good bridge between, like second gen immigrants yeah like you do better understand like what the philippines is like because i'm sort of like straddling in between first and second gen because i kind of grew up here too even though i'm like i moved there a little bit later in life yeah, but it was your molding years, so I. Yeah, feel- it was my molding years. Yeah, it affected me a lot too. Yeah, it shaped me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was never like really completely Filipino when I moved back, and I'm not really completely well. Yeah, was not completely Westernized, too. So I'm like sort of in between. Yeah. So Shana. I guess that's what like most second gen immigrants feel like. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because they don't really yeah. know. I feel it's almost like a feeling of like, like being, you're lost. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know which one. 
You're both. Yeah, yeah that's why having both passports is so symbolic to me. That's why I don't want to give up either. Because uh-huh. it's like every time I open it, I'm like, ha, I'm both. Yeah, you really are both. Yeah. Oh. My books from Amazon, and it just, they just came in yesterday, so I started reading again about city planning. Cool. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. You'll have a really, it's, it's cool because your city planning degree and then Chai's interior design degree, you guys might be able to work together in the same firm. Uh, yeah, that's the idea. I mean, not work together in the same firm or anything, but eventually, like maybe when we're older, have like a studio <gasps> or like something like that. But studio slash cafe or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like um shared space. Oh, if you guys do that or when you guys do that, can I be one of your assistants? Because I'd be a really good <laughs> assistant. Yeah, you can hang out there. <laughs> Definitely hang out there and get free coffee and free Oh my god. Free food, yeah. My heaven. Especially if you guys are if you're the one manning that, I would be there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I mean I love that's one that's one of the few things I realized actually. I thought I wanted to be a pastry chef but then it just like when I entered culinary school everything just changed it kind of feels like I know I actually kind of felt like your whole life you thought you were going to be a pro athlete because you thought you were so good and then you realize you're like oh I'm not good enough I'm don't have I don't have like the natural eye for it I don't have like the taste for it because I don't know I've met people who are just insanely good like they taste something and then they just know they can deconstruct it reconstruct it they can flip it sideways turn it around and everything and then they just know they just know and i want to be at that level if i'm going to be something i want to be one of the best right i knew i didn't have what it takes from the get-go it was humbling to say the least it was very very humbling on my part to realize that i'm not going to make it to the nba oh it's kind of that it's sort of kind of that deal but I'm happy that I gave it a shot. Yeah. Because that thought is going to be in my mind forever. Yeah. So I'm like 15, 20 years down the road when probably when we have kids. and I'm always going to think about maybe I should have taken that detour and went to culinary school and then just, just tried it. Because my yeah. love for food is always going to be there. Yeah. My true. passion for food is always going to be there. It's just I don't have the skills, the natural skills to match. That I know I can work on it. You know, I can work on the skills. But there are other things that I can do. I didn't know at that point yet what I wanted to do. It was a, it was a long journey. But I, at, at the time, I was in culinary school. I just knew it. Just something just felt deep inside that it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. That I had to keep searching. So that was like the, the beginning of my gap year. Which, oh, wow. Which became like a two-year gap because of coronavirus. Yeah. Because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. And I got stretched out uh, a little bit longer than expected. That's okay. It sounds like you're enjoying it, though, at least. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been so busy like this this decade. It's just after college, I I just I moved right away. I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I moved. I I wanted after U of M, I flew back to be with my friends, be with my dad, be with my childhood friends, spend time with my dad. I didn't know that I wanted to work there. I just wanted to be with my then-girlfriend who was, still, who was living there, my dad and like my friends. I just started tossing my 
resumes around, and then a good, and then a good offer came. I ended up working for EY and then staying for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. so the first hat I ever wore after college was I was in finance. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then I kind of like drifted, like here and there. I've actually worked for so many, for so many industries that it's crazy. Like, but I had to run that gauntlet for me to know what I want to do. You think so? I had. I, I think so. I really think so. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have discovered. I could have settled. Like, there's this thought that always comes back to me. Would I ever? Would I ever trade all of this experience? All of this, like living in different places, studying different things, meeting these amazing people everywhere for stability in terms of like job security and things like that, like a Mm -hmm. clear career trajectory. Would I ever exchange that? And part of me thinks about it, but at the end of it, I always say, hell no. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm 30 years old. I don't have... I. I just, I literally just found what I wanted to do last year. Yeah. Sitting in a cafe reading a book. Wow. What book were you reading? When I realized, I was reading Makeshift Metropolis. I was, I was actually in Madrid. I was like, towards the tail end of our honeymoon, I was, I was still completely lost because I thought it was going to be my great, like, European trip. I was going to, it's going to discover what I want to do, like, be inspired, blah, 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 and then at the tail end of our trip, like a few days before going, and I was like, damn, I don't know what I want to do. I had ideas. I started thinking about city planning like a while back, but I didn't realize it until I read that book. So I was sitting there in, in my, I was there in Madrid by like a small like English language um, bookstore. I grabbed yeah. that book. I started reading. I just swallowed that book whole, finished <laughs> it in like three days. That's so cool. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, if there was ever a moment that kind of like slapped me in the face and said, yo, this is what you want to do. That was probably it. It's a lot more than like one moment. There was a series of moments that led up to it. It was just like the biggest wake up call. Yeah. That's so cool. It happened with a book in Madrid of all places. Yeah. It's like, that's why, that's why I'm, I'm not going to trade like all the people I've met, like all the places I've been to. Mm-hmm. It just, it broadens my, it broadened my horizon so much. Yeah, no, experience yeah. is definitely yeah, it's just better only, than education. Yeah. I actually had a conversation with my wife about it, like where I was. Because we, when we got married, I was in the middle of, I was just starting my gap year. I really asked her if she was okay with it because there was like, I don't know, there was a little bit of fear of like judgment, even though I know that she wouldn't, but there's still that coming clean saying, oh, I don't know what to do. I have no direction. Do you still want to go through with like getting married? Like, I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know what I want to do. All I I know was I want to move back to Canada. I want to go back. I need like a fresh, I need a restart. I want to go back home. Home being like, this is like part of me. So I also refer to Winnipeg as home, Mm -hmm. even if I didn't grow up here. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, she told me that I'm not marrying a resume, even if even if you're like struggling and you're you feel like you're you're a rudderless ship. Oh, doesn't it, it doesn't really matter as long as as long as you're not throwing your life away. Yeah, as long as you're consciously making an effort to find that direction. Yeah, know? yeah. Aww. So, She's so yeah, supportive. That's what, yeah, and I was like, so if I don't work for two years, they're going to pay for my stuff? <laughs> she was like, hell no. <laughs> She's like, you're still going to work. Yeah. You still have to support yourself. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I kind of had, looking back, though, whether it was a conscious decision or not, There, I knew there was, again, hindsight is twenty twenty. but again, there's this part of me that kind of knew I was going to take a gap year. Because every, everywhere I've been, it's just I, I, I keep saving my money. Everything that I do, I just keep saving. Just yeah. Save, 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 save for that eventual time that I'm going to have to probably say, screw it, I'm going to take the gap year. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kept saving. Like, I did. Um, I was, I've always been very frugal. I've yes. always... Yeah, I've always been very frugal. Even when I, you know, when when we we went for our honeymoon, we backpacked through Europe for a month, and I think we only spent twenty five hundred between the two of us. What? Yeah, I'm not kidding. Wow. I'm serious. US? Like that's like minus the plane tickets, obviously, because the yeah. plane tickets like a grand a piece. But even our plane tickets were cheap. But wow. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Thousand bucks, like between us, like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred each. U.S. U.S. of course Canadian. It's gonna be crazier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's crazier. Holy moly! No, I'm kidding. Because I don't know the, the way we travel is so different. Like you know how some people would drop like three grand. I'm gonna go to Mexico all in. Yeah. And then it's like all inclusive, and then they never see the outside of the resort. Yeah. I I think if that makes you happy, then more power to you. I'm really happy for you. But it just doesn't float my boat. It doesn't float hers either. Mm-hmm. We like living in the thick of it, like being in the city, Airbnb it up, going to the grocery, um, mm-hmm. cooking meals for us, and then mm-hmm. looking for hole in the wall restaurants. Yes. Yes. I mean, if I could afford it, I'd probably stay at a five star hotel and get pampered, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not there yet. So I'm going to cowboy it up first. That's amazing. I'm glad yeah. that money didn't stop you guys from doing that, though. Um, it was it was more of we really really planned it, and oh, okay. I remember at the end of the trip. I mean, we brought our credit cards and stuff. Like we could always just pop into an ATM and start pulling from our savings, like both our savings. But then I remember we were counting euros. We were like, "This is enough for a, for a subway ticket home. This is perfect <laughs> and the coffee." So we oh. were counting. We we're basically counting like. Euro loonies and toonies. You're like, oh, you got a quarter? Yeah, I got a quarter. Yeah, we can grab coffee. <laughs> Last coffee in Europe. Oh my god. Yeah, that was the funniest. We were, and this all oh, that always happens to us. Like always, like every time we travel, in in Bangkok, it happened to us too. And like like everywhere we go, we're just like at the end of the trip, we're like we're counting coins <laughs> by the airport. You guys are crazy, but the yeah. best. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was intense though. Like our last few days, and then no, I mean, it's not that hard actually to travel on a budget. 
Like you just have to do like thorough research. Like museums have their free days. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's right. just yeah. Like the the Del Prado in Madrid. It's free, I think. Don't quote me on this, but I think they're free after five or six PM. But then you only have two hours inside or an hour and a half and it's ginormous. It's oh okay. Huge. So we kind of listed out the paintings that we wanted to see and where they were. Oh. And then we were like, "Oh wait, go Okay, move next, and then next, and then next." I mean, it's a price you have to pay. It's a, it was a free visit. Yeah, that's so cool. Can't really complain. Were you ever disappointed because you wanted to do something that would cost more? No. Oh. No. I always thought it's always gonna be there. It's gonna give me more reason to go back. No, I mean, that's so it was nice. it was fun. There's like. The way I travel with, like, at least by myself or with Chai is so different from when I travel with my dad. When I travel with my dad, it's, like, a little bit more pampered. We stay in hotels. I mean, he's older. He can't, yeah. like, really backpack through, like, Hong Kong or wherever. But when I travel with him, it's, like, more pampered. It's more chill. And then when I travel with Chai, it's, like, straight-up backpacker style. And I like both. Yeah. I just don't like being in a resort for five days and not seeing the outside. Yeah, I don't like, I don't even want to go on a cruise. Yeah, no, I would die. No, yeah, I, I would. I mean, my mom is into that stuff. She's been on cruises. Obviously, I didn't go with her, but <laughs> she's been on cruises and she likes that. It's very relaxing for her. It stresses me out so much. Yeah. Does she stop? Does she do cruises where she stops at places or is she on the yeah. boat for five days? Um, I think. I think she did the one where you got off different ports by Mexico and like other places. I've never been to Latin America. That's my that's my next actually. You guys are gonna like, backpack in Latin America? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> oh my god. Please be careful. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I have a I have a close friend from the Phils, he's a mountaineer. He crosses off like mountains off his list and he backpacked through South America. Yeah, he's so cool. But he kind of speaks Spanish because the the dialect that he speaks, or no, the language that he speaks in Mindanao is very, very close to Spanish. It's uh, Spanish Creole. Oh. So, like, it was so easy for him, though. Just, like, go to the mountains and start talking to people. Yeah. Yeah, Chavacano is uh, Spanish Creole. It's very, very close, though. That's so cool. Spanish, yeah. Tagalog won't get you anywhere. No? Not anywhere? <laughs> Just words, like na- random nouns and numbers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I tested it in Spain. Kind of works, you know. I Just don't. words. Like, <laughs> it, it's helpful in the, in the supermarket. Like, lots of things are the same. Random things. Yeah. 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 You, you and Chai don't understand or speak fluent Spanish? No, she studied Spanish, though, in grade school. But <laughs> speak better Spanish than her. At oh, least I try. Yeah, I try. Yeah. I, know, I know more words. <laughs> can, make, can make proper sentences, but I know more words. <laughs> That's okay. You guys will survive. Yeah. Speaking of languages, though, I mean, one of the things that I want to do when we have kids is to consciously like, speak to our kids in Filipino. It's, it's, I don't know, I find it kind of weird that second-gen Filipinos don't speak Filipino anymore. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah. I find that really weird. Yeah, I'm like, but I guess, like, I was really thinking about it. I guess I'm in no position to judge because I think it was a lot harder in the 80s and the 90s when their parents came over and it was embarrassing to speak another language. Mm-hmm. So I guess they never really spoke it even at home. Yeah, because they didn't. Yeah. Want, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think there was like that, that flavor to it. I don't know. I wasn't here in the 90s, obviously, so I wouldn't know if it was embarrassing. Yeah. Glad kids are woke though now. Kids are so woke. I know. I know. Yeah. It's nice. I have, it's, yeah. Don't have to be ashamed be, of it anymore. Yeah, I want to be a kid again. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now you can bring your own bone and like not have people look yeah. at your food. Yeah, man, like, like, that's so gross. Yeah, gross. Yeah, gross for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what a kid's going to say. That's what a Gen Z is going to say. Yeah. Hey, it's so gross. It sounds like rotten fish. Yeah, gross for you, not for yeah. me. Yeah. And or now like, they'll see it and they'll want it. It's cool now to be so like obscure with your bounds. Like you have an ube on this and there's like, ooh, yeah, purple, yeah, it's so cool. I'm like, yeah. yeah, or they'll call it tarot, tarot, tarot buns. something, yeah, yeah, tarot buns, yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool. I know, like I didn't even bring like Filipino bound in university. Nope. What? And like where we used to study, it was all Asians anyway, and it smelled like ramen and like fish and like whatever, but I never brought Filipino baon. What did you bring? I don't know, like boring stuff, like a ham sandwich and stuff. Wow, but you were in the Philippines. <laughs> no, he, with you guys here. Oh, yeah, yeah, with us. Here. No, I remember that. <laughs> in the Philippines, I didn't give it. I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't give a whatever. I just... <laughs> bring whatever I wanted to the office, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm trying not to. Cause, no, you know, I'm a pot- <laughs> you know me, I'm a potty mouth. I'm trying, I'm making a conscious effort not to. It's taking so much from me. But, it's okay, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, I know. So I didn't give a shit when I was in the field, so there we go. That's but so cool. Here, I do remember, yeah, your lunches were always um very... It was tame. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or it's like dim sum, but then I'd, already, I'd only bring soy sauce. I wouldn't bring like the stinky chili, the, the fermented chili that you can buy from Asian supermarkets. That's yeah, so, uh, they're so, so good. good. <laughs> yeah. If oh, I went to college God. now, though, which I kind of am again anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'd bring. I wouldn't care. You'd bring a proper Filipino lunch now. Apparently, it's cool now to have obscure food anyway. So it is. You'll be the coolest one. Man, I wish I grew up now. I know. Me too. It's the only regret I have. I was born 10 years early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they get to do all the cool stuff. They dress better now too. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at, I was looking at her pictures from 10 years ago and I was just like, damn, I wore that. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought I was so cool. I know. Oh my God. They will never experience that now. High school was so bad. Like, what we used to wear in high school was so damn bad. Yeah. I remember there was this one day. It was like, I think the first of summer. It's like first warm day. I wore board shorts, flip-flops, and like a camouflage t-shirt. And everyone thought what, my, what I was wearing was so cool. I got like mad compliments like walking around campus, walking around Kelvin. <laughs> I thought, it was, and then looking back, I'm like, damn. The hell was I snorting? 
the hell was I smoking then? Oh my god. Were you wearing socks with your flip-flops? No, of course not. Oh, okay. See, that's probably Jeez. why. Jeez, man. Why would yeah. I know? I'm, I'm Filipino. I'm proud of my chinelas feet. <laughs> it's because we have nice feet. I don't. <laughs> I have like, I have worker, I run, so I have like worker feet. Oh yeah, that's true. You and Chai work out a lot. And I run, I hit, I, yeah, my, my feet are not nice. Now I'm looking at my feet. <laughs> Man, I loved, like, I loved how it was easy to move here to Winnipeg. People are just genuinely nicer than in other places. Yeah. I had the easiest adjustment moving here than like almost anywhere else I've moved to. Really? Yeah. It wasn't bad. Like I was keep I would naturally always just keep to myself. Yeah. So the first couple of months I I used to live in River Heights, so it's like three blocks from Kelvin. Yeah. I just yeah. walk home, have lunch and then come back for classes. Like no BS, just only here for school, whatever. Aww. And then I took I took some classes with like Yembe and Peter and like all of them. Like, yeah. Everything just took off. I was like, cool. These people are cool. They're nice. You're with the cool kids now. Uh, they're nice. <laughs> yeah, Do you still easy. talk to them? Sometimes, yeah. Yembe more than Peter, than but Peter. yeah. I still hang out with Kelvin kids here. Oh, do you? Yeah, I see I see Rowell almost every day. Oh we my work god. We out together. Yeah, we yeah, we go to the same gym. Oh. And then I see see Billy and Andrew and That's like so that cool. crew, like the Filipino crew. Oh, <laughs> the Asian. The yeah, Asian the Asians. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm glad that you guys are having a good Does China know anybody? Um there? Yeah, like Yeah, she she has like one friend who went she went to college with her and then she moved here a couple of years back. That's her oh. like her friend that she didn't meet through me. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That's in Winnipeg. Oh. But I like that it's like we have the time here to like just hang out. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't have as many friends here as we do in the fields. So we just we hang out, we like, I feel like we were dating for five years before, um, before getting married. And I know her more in the year that we spent together here than in those five years. Really? Yeah, and we'd spend every day together. And you know how bad the traffic is in the films? We'd spend like at least four hours together in traffic. So we're just talking. And it, it feels like, I don't know, I just have more quality time here. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the reason why I left as well. It's like quality of life there's just going down the drain. Oh. Yeah. Why is it going down the drain? Uh traffic. Like the job market isn't as active as it used to be. Oh. Yeah. And then I just yeah. yeah. Actually it's fun it's it's not funny, but I was like because I really, I don't know if it's misplaced patriotism or anything, but when I went to Milan, I studied, um, I studied international development. So I really wanted to, so I was a freshly minted 
um, political scientist, quote unquote, after graduating. And I was so excited to go home and like help out. Like, the first job I got was with an NGO. I stayed there for like 10 months, but I got to travel the, the country because we had work with a lot of um, small financial institutions everywhere. Oh, okay. And then that kind of, that landed, that helped me land the job with a government-run think tank. Wow. And then this was like a few months before the government changed. And then when I started working for the think tank, everything was great. Like I was a a project manager. I was handling some projects by myself, which was cool. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the government changed. And then they replaced our, like the head of our agency with like someone who's obviously like more um, friendly to the new, to the new administration. Dude, it wasn't even a year. And we were probably, don't quote me on this again, but we were probably one of the first to get like a corruption scandal on our doorstep. Like, I'm not kidding. Wow. Our president, like the, the workforce, excluding me, because I always just like keep to myself, but the workforce staged a coup. Like it's, I'm not kidding. They had like, there's this like oh separatist group that had like a, had a press conference. They invited like all the major like press outlets, and then they 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 just aired all the dirty laundry of this president. I can't remember the details because I was kind of like half paying attention, half like oh I'm just minding my own business, whatever. She got fired, and then she got replaced. But by then it was like it was so dragged out. I think the whole process took like she was in office for like maybe a year and then her like firing took another like three or four months. It was like so dragged out. I got so tired. I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I okay, I mean I genuinely tried to help. I genuinely wanted to work for the the betterment of the country, even for just a few years before moving back to Canada. Right. And then I wanted to make a contribution. And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go to culinary school. That's <laughs> what so kind of pushed me to it. That's, I do remember. Yeah, you were telling me. It's crazy, me. though. Yeah, if, if you Google it, though, I think the articles are still going to come out. I used to work for, I don't know, like whatever, and it's public knowledge. I used to work for the Development Academy of the Philippines. It's a think tank. But now they're cool. I got to meet the new president before I left. And wow. he wanted... The, no, not the president of the company. No, I know. President, <laughs> president of, of the company, yeah. Yeah, the, the agency or whatever, the think tank. And he actually was very, he's very, he's an interesting person because he, he would sit down like some of the project managers and really just talk to them, get to know them, what their plans are, what their projects are, and just like has that genuine like um, desire to understand what's going on and try to not rock the boat. As opposed to like this other person who was fired who just like didn't care. rocked everything. Yeah, they didn't yeah. care. It's my way or the highway. No. Yeah. Oh. Crazy. It's crazy. Do you miss it now that they have a better president? Actually, no. It was like it was more of like the damage has been done. I'm I'm done kind of situation. Like I'm moving oh. on. Yeah. Even if. Yeah, and I've been talking to a lot of the people I used to work with, and they say he's cool. He's very, he's not a tyrant, so he's cool, he's chill. Oh. Yeah, they actually like working for him, so that's nice. It's nice to hear. Yeah. 
That's cool that you still keep in touch with everybody. I mean, what else am I going to do, honestly? <laughs> Corona. <laughs> until, until school starts, I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot on my plate. Yeah. Nice, like, restart button. How often does this happen anyway? Like, just... It's crazy how our generation's just like, you guys want to save the world, just stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. our grandparents were like, you guys want to save the world? You're going to war. Go to war. Yep. Yeah. Us yeah. were like, you save the world, wear a mask and stay home. <laughs> it's a little, I feel like it's a little fitting for our generation too, because I don't really think we would do well in the war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine though, if this, if this happened even like, 20 years ago with dial-up. Oh my god. With dial-up and Nintendo. Can you imagine like going through this? No. It's like everyone's at home. <laughs> so let's say there's five of you at home. One has to use the phone and one has to use the internet. Who's oh going to give way? Yeah, someone's going to die. And then someone's watching TV and the other one wants to use a Nintendo. Oh, and you know how they, like, you had these things with like the, the Switch? that switches from like Nintendo to like, it's not even like the AV cables. It's like a box. Yeah, you put it on channel four or whatever, and then yeah. you switch it, and then it goes from TV to a Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> I think we have one of those because Chris has like every console from his childhood, so he oh, has nice. one of those boxes. Yeah. Oh yeah, he loves his games. Oh man, I was actually <laughs> I was actually lucky growing up because my mom with her sisters they ran a computer business, so <gasps> I'd get all the mad like games like first out yeah. of all my friends i'd get all these like games first and then i had consoles if i'd break my nintendo there's another one in like in the storage somewhere ah oh, that's so cool that's do you so still cool. play with any of them no I don't, I don't know where they are <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where although i'm not i'm not actually a big gamer because i was never like really good my my standards for being a good gamer are really high so i don't consider myself good you're so type I'm A. Not, yeah, I'm not a mad gamer. <laughs> I still, I'd still want a PlayStation though. Like the I newest just, one? Yeah, I'd want a PS5. Wow. Why yeah, the I'd, new one? Because I don't want to buy a PS4 and then a PS5 is <laughs> going to come out next year. That's fair. That's fair. I love the, P- I think the PS4 is the best one so far. Do you have a Switch? No. No. Like we, we held off on gaming like Chai and I held off on gaming even though we both wanted to she's a big she's a bigger gamer than I am actually oh is she yeah she's like a legit like That's so cool. bigger gamer oh she would she didn't want to fall into the Animal Crossing bandwagon she wanted to buy a switch like she really did but that kind of guilt tripped her I was like I'm in the middle of a gap year so can't really <laughs> spend that much oh <laughs> oh my god Oh, it's okay. I mean, she understands. She's such a supportive wife. Yeah, doesn't have a switch though. <laughs> and then, and then when everything shut down, she's like, "Oh, we need a switch." Everything was sold out. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were like, "Damn it!" I was like, "That's a sign." That's true. Missed out, and then just wait. They'll they'll go on sale. People will won't want them anymore. Yeah. The first thing I did though, when everything was shutting down, I bought like workout stuff. Seriously? Yeah, I bought like two kettlebells, like bands, a pull-up bar. Because I knew the gym was going to close. It was like a matter of time before it was going to close. Yeah. 
And then everything was sold out. Like, I got there a day after when they announced that they were going to shut down. They were going to shut down Manitoba. Yeah. Got there the second day, and then it was already almost sold out. Really? Everyone had the same idea. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the gyms did end up being closed for, what, four, three, four months? Yeah. And it honestly, it just keeps me sane. Like, more yeah. than, like, the health aspect of it, it, I think it's more... Like the mental health aspect of it, not the physical. Just keeps me sane. It gives me like some semblance of normalcy. Yeah. Like a program, yeah. What, what part of it, like what mental part of it keeps you sane? I, I, I really think it's the, it balances out my chemicals. Like I'm not, oh. not a doctor or anything. I don't know how it works exactly. I don't even know what hormones or chemicals get released when you work out. But it, it does. It balances me out. And it worked. Like, growing up, I struggled with Tourette syndrome. Very mild. But I had Tourette's growing up. Why did you Well, it's not something that I really, like, share no. with people. But, I mean, cat's out of the bag. <laughs> so, like, I grew up kind of, like, I was diagnosed with Tourette's when I was in grade 6, I believe. Grade 5. And then I saw a lot of doctors, like neurologists in the fields. And then I flew to the States because I had a, a, my grandfather's sister is a doctor in Massachusetts. So I, I visited her and then we went to different experts and then went back to the fields and then they figured it was Tourette's. So I was like, I was on, I was on um, basically tranquilizers every day. Oh, so I really? was like kind of woozy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if Google Catapress, that was my that was a medicine that I used to take every day. What? Cats. C A T A P R E S Catapress. So I used to drink that. Like every day. Wow. Kind oh like yeah. A, yeah, it's kind of like a tranquilizer. It's like it it balances your <laughs> well, that's so crazy. You took that every day? Yeah, indefinitely too. Like, you still just... take it now? No, no, oh. no, no. That's why I work out. Oh. That's why I keep working out. That's why I never stop. Because I just, I literally just, I go off the wire if I don't. If I... That's so, so... And, then the, and then in seventh grade, I kind of started off, off, off the medicine because I started taking karate and kickboxing. That was like the first sport that I really got myself into. My dad tried to get me into golf, but it's not my thing. No. <laughs> not my thing. Would so that I have started... helped your Tourette's? Golf? No. <laughs> like I'd be more stressed out because it's so slow. God, oh, no. God. My dad's going to kill me if he hears me say that. <laughs> he really tried to get me into golf. But anyway, I digress. So that's when it started. It just like balances me out like until now. Everywhere I go, like even during like our honeymoon, I had to like bring running shoes and just run, just like lose myself in running. That's like, so every cool. day, yeah. I I and that's one of the like the best memories I've had in in Europe. I've ran through the cities. And it's like one of the best ways to see a city. Wake up at six or seven before everyone else wakes up. So you know how they wake up really late there, especially in Spain. The best way to see the city. There's no one there. You'd have the best pictures. Just map out where you want to go. Yeah. And then just run. That's so cool. It zens me out, but 
the only bad effect is because I've been doing this for so long. I've been waking up so early and like exercising early. Is that I'm not nocturnal. I can't work at night. Like my energy just goes down oh. after like 10 p.m. You're if I done. yeah, I'm just like don't even bother. <laughs> if I have to go out because there's like something going on, yeah, I have coffee. Like I need coffee. Wow. Otherwise, I'd fall asleep on that corner right there. <laughs> even if I were at a party, I'd just be like, peace out, guys. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna nap. That's such a healthy lifestyle. Do you think that's because you're older now too? I've always been secretly like this. Oh. Even like, yeah, like when I'd cook for us, like our friends, when you guys would come over, I'd sneak yeah. in a nap at 5 p.m. before cooking. I'm oh, slow cooking God. something. Or yeah. I'm like, ooh, ooh, this is perfect. I'm slow cooking. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that makes sense. Sometimes when we've come over, when you would host us, you'd nap or you'd fall asleep when we were hanging out after. Yeah. yeah. A lot of my friends notice that, but they just like stopped caring. Yeah, we just sleep again in the corner. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the weirdest thing though is at sleepovers. If I wake up, I wake up at six and no one else is up. It's so awkward, especially when I'm not in my house. Oh yeah, I guess. I'm sleeping you... over. Nothing. I just stare at the ceiling. I'm like, shit. Here we go again. <laughs> oh my god. It always. It always happens. No, I'm not. I'm not a dick. <laughs> I couldn't wake anyone up. <laughs> Wake up, I'm awake, it's sick. Like, it was it was fine when we were like nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, whatever. Yeah. Your body could still like tolerate like hammering tequila down and then waking up at six and then you're fine. Yeah. Now if I start drinking, I don't even I hardly drink tequila, I just took the whiskey or beer. The I, slow drink. Yeah, the slow drink. The like the the bad drinks. Yeah. The tequila drinks. Yeah. Yeah, when I start when I start drinking those, I just fall asleep and then I wake up at six it feels like someone's jackhammering my brain oh my god and then it stays for the whole day hangovers oh are just so bad <sighs> yeah hangovers are the worst they last like four days now yeah no matter what you do you drink water every second drink you still get a bad hangover at this no age. I have I have this like I have this habit of like downing on an Advil PM before sleeping like whenever I drink it it stopped working when I turned twenty eight. <laughs> no, really? it just doesn't work anymore. <gasps> Not for me, at least. I don't know. It might work for you, but it just doesn't work for me. No, I I've tried everything. I actually I haven't tried that, but I've tried everything to try and not get hangovers, and I still. I don't know. It, it it could be because my body's so used to it. It just just doesn't work anymore. Might work for you because you've oh, never done true. it. So. Yeah. Well, you did. You were definitely the one. I don't. It's hard to believe that you have a habit of napping because when we used to party, you drank all of us under the table. Yeah, that's that's because I'm more energized than everyone else. It's like it feels like a new day. I just woke up. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we'd all be dead, and you'd be like, "Hey, so like, how many more shots?" We're just like, "How many more?" more? <laughs> we're finishing the ball. What are you saying? We're we're dead now. <laughs> how are you well, still but- awake? These these habits though that I've formed, it it's a blessing and a curse because I'm kind of superstitious because of these habits. Really? Like really? I have to. I have no, not not like superstitious, in like in the manner of like saying that they're like ghosts or whatever. It's just more not in the spiritual thing, but it's kind of like 
like I made this rule up before that I can't smoke unless I worked out that day. Oh, gotcha. So it helped me quit smoking though. I haven't smoked in five years. I haven't touched a cigarette in five years. But it helped me like quit smoking easily. Because I was like, I made this rule that I couldn't smoke. And I really believe, I, I guess it does too. I really believe that it really, it ruins like your performance in the gym. If yeah. you were, if you smoke, if you smoke during the day and then worked out. Turns out it does, but then like you, you have to kind of quit for months for you to feel that effect or like days. I just kind of convinced myself that it affects you if you do it during the day. Yeah. So like it started from I'd only smoke at night because I'd work out at night. So I couldn't smoke during the day. And then one day I just said, screw it, I'm going to quit. Wow. And then that's, it's been fine. And then it was, yeah, then, yeah, I quit in May 2015. So yeah, more than five years. Wow. Congratulations. I haven't touched a cigarette. I actually smell it and it's so annoying. Really? Like, I'm one of those, like, anal people about, like, smelling, like, smoke. Wow, you don't and miss it? I used, no, no, never. I don't. And I used to be a pack-a-day smoker, too. Oh, my God, Jeff. Yeah. Holy Christ. I don't, I don't miss it. Like, not at all. No, never. I have these habits, though, where I still hold the pen like a cigarette and then I, like, put it near my mouth, but then that's it. I never actually look for the smell or the, the feel of nicotine in my body. Oh, good for it's you. It's just like a habit that I, like holding something between my fingers. Oh, okay. But that's it. I mean, I'd take that any day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. If you were surrounded by people who smoke, does it I'd be pissed. You know? I'd, yeah, it bothers me. Everyone smokes in the fields. Like every time I throw a, like a, a gathering at home, whether it's like dinner or like whatever, so yeah, casual drinking, everyone would like whip out a cigarette and start smoking. I'd just be so pissed. Really? Yeah, because I, I hate the smell. Like I've grown to dislike the smell. I guess it's like my, again, tricking me to think that, no, you hate that smell, man. Whoa. Like that's what I mean about like being superstitious. It kind of like changes like the way I think. Even... When I time my caffeine, it's weird. Like, I'm so, like, anal about, like, when I want to work out and when was the last time I drank caffeine. And then it has to be, like, in between, like, 30 minutes to an hour. Otherwise, I don't know. It's just it's weird. Dang. Yeah, I'm, like, really square like that. <laughs> that doesn't make you square. That makes you routine-based. Like, yeah, fine. Routine-based. <laughs> That's also because you're very type A. Yeah, which bothers the hell out of my wife, though. Because she's Doesn't so, it? like, she's an artist, though. It's true. I mean, by that alone, you should know how she is. <laughs> she's a creative. She's a creative. She works at night. She hates that I'm awake at six. <laughs> I used to have the most convenient excuse when we were living in the pills because the traffic is so bad that we have no choice but to work out in the morning. Oh. Or, like... Yeah, so we and then our schedules switched because I had to move offices. So okay. now we didn't have a choice. We'd have to work out at night. And I was so pissed. <laughs> so I was literally like dragging my feet oh. into the gym for like three years. Wow. And Chai works, I mean, she loves working out at night? Yeah, she's a, she's a big ball of energy at night. Oh, that's funny. And I'm just 
I'm just pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanna go home. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'd be I'd be more pissed if I didn't like sneak in that workout. Yeah, no, I I, yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not like a star athlete or anything. I've never been and I never will be. Yeah. So I'm just not not naturally gifted that way. Yeah. No. It just it just I don't know. It doesn't like athletics just doesn't come naturally. I work really hard though for it. Like I still do. I can never leave anything out there. Yeah, no, I know, I know you and Chai, you guys do CrossFit, right? No, no, we, no, we don't do CrossFit, but something similar. Like, we do, like, um, we do circuit training with, like, kettlebells and stuff. The only oh. difference is we don't, I don't know how to Olympic lift. So that, like, sets me apart in a big way from CrossFit. Because a lot of their exercises are based on um, Olympic lifting, which I haven't learned how to do yet. Oh, what's Olympic lifting? Um, you know like, what they do with like in like in actual like Olympic events, like how they they lift there, like clean and presses, like clean and jer- uh, jerk and things like that, snatches, like barbell oh, snatches. yeah, yeah. You yeah. literally mean what they do in the Olympics? Yeah, literally oh. what they do in the Olympics. Okay. I thought it was a move, like a crazy... No, it is. It is a move. Well, it's their moves. Yeah. But it's also like a competitive thing in the Olympics that they do in the gym. That's cool. That I haven't learned yet. So that kind of like really sets me apart from CrossFit because they do a lot of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool that CrossFit is is a brand that we just turned into like a common noun yeah a it's kind of like yeah. yeah people refer to like plexiglass as plexiglass but plexiglass is a brand yeah or kleenex or kleenex yeah, yeah. colgate yeah. filipinos colgate <laughs> everything's colgate everything's colgate <laughs> oh my god uh <laughs> i not get the colgate you mean the crest no the colgate the colgate the toothpaste no no the yeah. colgate yeah no the colgate <laughs> man Oh, that's so funny. I miss that. Yeah. That's why I want my kids to, like, when, when we do have kids, I want our kids to speak Filipino. I'm going to speak to them in Tagalog at home. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, they'll be so cute. Little babies it, talking Tagalog. Because you never know, right? You never know if we're, you never know if we're going to move back. I have no intentions of moving back, though. But, you know, nothing's certain. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, my brother only understands it. Yeah. So when we go back home, the rare times we go back home, my family's always like, just don't talk. Pretend you don't talk. So don't sound English. Don't say anything out loud. Just nod when, they, when you understand what they're saying. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to, before we get into more things, and I keep asking you to talk, uh, I'll ask you to come back. And we'll say goodbye to our listeners for now. Yeah, it's been great. And I yeah. think, sorry for taking up all your time. No. Dear listeners and dear you. No. Thank you yeah. for being on my podcast. Yeah, anytime. It's a great conversation. <laughs> you, I'm you, actually worried that I trail off and just start talking to myself. No. <laughs> but I wish I kind of did. This is why too. we're friends, because yeah. we can go on tangents and then we just keep talking. Yeah. 
I kind of did, but like, whatever. Can't take that back. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you, though. Thank you for for being so supportive and like just continuing to be in my life because I am crazy and my life is kind of weird sometimes. And you are there for everything. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. We're millennials, being millennials. Yeah, we Story are. Story of our lives. Yeah. I know. I know. Especially when I get too close to the sun, you're always just like, it's okay. Fly closer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're the worst. I always tell you, I like, I, 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 we've had this conversation so many times where I'm just like, you know what? I think I did it. I flew too close to the sun. And then you'll always sure. tell me, just keep going. It's okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pushing Icarus. Yeah, just keep flying. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You burn a little, but you're going to be okay. Yeah. Black, but not burnt. You, you weak, you weak sun. Flying. Wow. Oh, you're gonna be a good dad. Oh man. Yeah. Ah. I'm so excited for when you have kids because then that means I get to be a tita and I don't have to have kids yet. Ooh, damn it. Gonna... <laughs> and I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. I'll uh we'll say goodbye to the people for now guys second episode or sorry no this is the second third second, episode yeah. next week uh thank you later thanks Bye. for listening to us and thanks for <laughs> hopefully you guys didn't fast forward yeah thanks no for please don't fast forward yeah please don't fast forward no one wants yeah. that okay bye i mean we're saying it at the end so if they did though shame on you yeah see if you listen to this pat point where we keep trying to say goodbye but we keep telling you not to fast forward tell you us probably already have so no mm. no, no. they oh, I just hope you didn't tell yeah. tell tell us on my Instagram or wherever else I forget I'll I'll post it tell us if you are still here <laughs> we're still trying to say bye <laughs> okay it's been it's been it's been real it's been awesome.